Mutability. Welcome to Nature's Lead. This is a podcast available at naturesleed.com that both examines and inspires a certain approach towards life that is based both on personal philosophies and on the writings of people such as Emerson and Thoreau. Please send any feedback to info at naturesleed.com or drop a comment onto the blog at naturesleed.com or even onto iTunes or wherever you get the feed from. And if you're new to the podcast, I encourage you to listen to any prior episodes to get a better feel for things. This is Series 1, Episode 9, title, Forever Looking to Learn. All right, welcome back. Today's episode refers to the idea that we need to forever be putting ourselves in the position of being able to learn. We need to create situations and experiences that allow our minds to grow. I'll share a thought by Michelangelo, and I'll talk about an experience I had last week. So we'll get to that in a second, but first, today's random window. Why do we clear the autumn leaves from our yard? Here nature has brushed a masterpiece onto its floor, a year in the making, and in one deliberate hour we rake it aside and end with a smile. Drain clogging and other protests can be used as excuses, but thank goodness Van Gogh didn't give it all up due to the nagging buildup of paint under his fingernails. Why do we abhor the wind in our hair? It could be argued that for a woman with long flowing hair, that unexpected moment where the wind rises up and wisps her hair into the sky is her moment of highest beauty in the day, the moment when she seems most alive and magnetic with the world. And why, oh why, do we cut the grass? What wild danger is being tamed? Why not let the slender leaves of grass unfurl their intent? On to the main topic, forever looking to learn. A few days ago, I was in a shop in Killarney, Ireland, a beautiful town in the southwest region of the country, and I saw a quote by Michelangelo on some trinket. I thought the quote was excellent, and the moment I saw it, I knew I'd be sharing it with you in this episode. The quote is, Ancora Imparo. I may not be pronouncing that correctly, but it means, I am still learning. Now, what is crucial about this quote is that he said it late in his life, after he did the Sistine Chapel, after David, after most all his famous works. If you'd think there'd be anyone who wouldn't have any more need for learning late in life, it would be someone like that, one of the greatest artistic minds of all time. However, he was brilliant enough and humble enough to know that there was always a world of more to learn. And he obviously clearly saw the value and necessity of a continuous life of learning. I've always admired brilliant people who are honestly humble to the world around them. There's a certain beautiful wisdom I see in those people, a way of seeing the world that is not common, yet available to us all. Hubris is something that the Greeks clearly saw as a flaw in one's character. Hubris, or pride, was the central theme of many myths, from Icarus's fateful wax-winged flight high into the heavens and his melted descent into the ocean, to the unsuccessful taming of Helios's sun chariot by his prideful, impetuous son. Now I describe all this because the first step in creating the opportunity for ourselves to learn is to accept the fact that we don't know that much. We have to avoid hubris. 
Many of us sit around with our daily news and our collection of readings, and we think we know everything about the world. We confidently go about our day rephrasing information we just read that morning as if we were born with this stuff. Honestly, sometimes I feel like the office would, world becomes full of human speakers, the auditory end of the line for information streamed in text through all kinds of wires and systems the previous night. Is that all most of us are? I don't want to be simply someone else's speaker. I want to import some original awareness, some original learning into my day. This is a topic for a whole other episode, but I wanted to just touch on it to help us visualize our lives as these tricky, repetitive circles that we get pulled into. Sometimes they're like Melville's Maelstrom, gigantic and overpowering. And sometimes they're just like breeze-swept swirls in a quiet, seasonal pond. To survive, we have to live in these circles, tracing them out each day, each year. But any tangent vectors we can edge into our life, even if the circles must eventually be revisited, will make the repetition not just bearable, but acceptable. Therefore, what are some things we can do? What's a tangent vector? Well, on the small scale, go to a restaurant that serves food you've never had. Maybe join a class for a few weeks on some activity or hobby you've never tried, like Tai Chi or a book club. And and the point isn't to just learn what they're teaching or to simply experience new food. That may simply be the sideshow to the value of your adventure. On the large scale, travel to a different country. This, for me, is invaluable. There's something about being in a different culture, away from anything connected to my home, that helps bring me back to myself. So much from society's weight is cleared away, and what's left is all your true, honest feelings about life, about yourself, about your loved ones. To me, it is crucial to gaining and maintaining perspective on life. Now, I know not everyone can do this whether the barrier be work, money, or family. But I encourage you to try to go somewhere, even another city, at least once. It's a huge effort to travel to other countries if you live in the United States because the preparation, the cultural differences, just the intensity of the entire undertaking can be easy factors to make up your mind for you. But once you go through it all, you never look back wishing you hadn't gone to the trouble. And I can't stress enough, If you go, please spend some time outside the big cities. Go to the countryside for a while. Walk some rural paths. Making that connection with nature in foreign lands provides a bit of novelty around one's feeling toward nature. If It refreshes that spirit in you, that innocent, youthful spirit that enjoyed simply running in the park as a child. On my way to Killarney from Dublin last week, I stopped in a small town away from the main highway and I found an empty church parking lot to eat some snacks. I then walked over to this chest-high stone wall and looked out at miles of pasture laid across low, rolling hills, seemingly going on forever. There was the occasional grouping of old trees, and the grasses were flowing back and forth with the passing wind. I didn't know what that land was for. I didn't know who, if anyone, ever walks across it. I didn't know how the trees got there. It was all new and mysterious to me. It was unfamiliar, yet entirely comfortable. In those few moments, I felt more at home than at any other moment of my trip.
But whether small or large scale in our tangent vectors, the point is to do something unfamiliar, something you can learn from. We need to occasionally take ourselves away from who we think we are and instead feel who we are when we are alone in a new world. Experiences like that are both humbling and exhilarating. I never feel more alive. Obviously, if you listen to episode 5, To Change is to Live, today's topic is one way of achieving mutability. With creating opportunities for our minds to learn new things, we're changing the cumulative state of who we are. Therefore, as Michelangelo humbly implied, we must forever be looking to learn. That brings us to a close. So until next time, I wish you well and don't forget to follow Nature's Lead.